to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. I'm Bill Michaels. You have got uh, Grant Bills in the uh, studio producing the program. Uh, no update on Travis Kelsey, who was working out a little bit earlier today. Uh, still listed as questionable tonight with that hyperextended knee in Tuesday's practice. Has some inflammation in it now as well, obviously. Uh, but no word as to whether or not he uh, will uh, be playing in tonight's contest. We'll have to wait and see there. In the meantime, Romeo Dobbs back at practice today. Christian Watson, not. David Bakhtiari, not. And uh, missing a couple. And like Mike Clemens said, David Bakhtiari had said earlier that it is all going to depend on the knee, whether or not he's able to go. The knee will dictate as to whether or not he can or cannot play. So uh, interesting stuff there. And uh, tonight you've got the Lions on the road taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. No Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs either. Chris Jones holding out for a new contract, said he's willing to sit out for the first eight games of the season, come back, play for the remainder of the money, and then uh, do it again going into the season next year. So uh, they've got uh, a lot of things going on right now in Kansas City. Meanwhile, Detroit, they're looking to make that uh, next step. They they are picked by many as the favorite to win the NFC North. They uh, played extremely well down the stretch last year. They're a team that feel like they're poised to take the top, top spot in the uh, NFC North as well. So uh, the, the Chiefs looking to make a statement right out of the shoot. Whether or not Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are on the field or not, uh, the Lions, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're either going to take that next step forward or they're going to become the Lions, one of the two. And if uh, they go back to being and resort back to being the Lions, well then uh, the old, uh, you know, they are who they th- we thought they were uh, comes to mind. Uh, but if they take that next step and they can find themselves uh, locked into a, a battle for the top spot in the NFC North and then possibly make it to the postseason for the first time in a long time, we'll see. But uh, meanwhile, down in Chicago, the Packers have their own battle going on. Will Jordan Love have his full complement of wide receivers and company, or is he going to be missing Christian Watson and carrying a banged-up Romeo Dobbs in some way, shape, or form? And then you've got Malik Heath, you've got Dontavian Wicks, you've got Samari Torre is probably your most experienced wideout at that point if those guys can't go. And uh, then you've got Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft as your other weaponry. Uh, You're talking about a lot of inexperienced rookies, and your most experienced cats are going to be the ones that are going to be in the backfield with the fire lit under them. Uh, After word leaked out that uh, Gutekinds was possibly seeking Jonathan Taylor's services for, for, you know, A.J. Dillon in a third-round draft choice. So, all of that circulating around the Packers right now as well. In the meantime, as uh, we've been doing throughout the day, uh, when time has allowed, we may, we've been making our picks. And just to kind of recap, we got Buffalo winning the East. We've got uh, the Baltimore Ravens or Cincinnati Bengals, depending on who you listen to, winning the AFC North. Jacksonville, the AFC South. We've got Kansas City in the West. We got uh, San Francisco winning the NFC West with a close second coming from Seattle. The NFC South seems to be unanimous that New Orleans goes in that direction. That leaves us with the East and the North. Grand Bills. So let's start. Uh, let's start into the uh, into the NFC East at this point. Yeah, let's save the Packers division for last, so then we can really take our time and break down every single angle. The NFC East: Ben Kenny's Eagles minus one fifteen to win the East. Cowboys plus one seventy five. And then there's a gap. Giants plus 700 and Commanders plus 1,300. We talked about this yesterday, Bill, but the Eagles look to be the first team since 2004 to win back-to-back NFC East titles. Now, 2004 
We saw the presidential election of George Bush and John Kerry. So, Bill, I ask you, will the Eagles, like George Bush, be able to notch back-to-back victories? Or do you see a Barack (laughs) Obama 2008-style change in this division in 2023? I think Philadelphia got even better in the offseason. First of all, I think Jalen Hurts uh, quieted all the critics last year with the season that he had. So let's start with that because Jalen Hurts last year played awesome football. Uh, A.J. Brown, uh, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, uh, he's got weapons to throw to. Uh, you know, Dallas uh, Goddard uh, at the tight end position, extremely solid. DeAndre Swift running the football. And that little second and short, third and short, fourth and short thing that they did by going for it all season long and converting and having success and keeping the chains moving, uh, they're going to do it again. And they did not outlaw it, which we all thought they would. We thought that they would outlaw uh, having, uh, you know, your running backs and such push your quarterback forward, and they didn't. So that was a little bit surprising. But nevertheless, you still have Brandon Graham. You still have Fletcher Cox. You still have Jordan Davis. Uh, they picked up Jalen Carter, uh, another just another guy. Oh, by the way, to add to that defensive front, they got Nolan Smith at the linebacking position. They got uh, Keeley Ringo they picked up in the fourth round, who I really like at corner. Uh, they still have Terrell Edmonds and Darius Slay back there. Blankenship is back there. Uh, Bradbury's back there. I, I just think they got even better. Uh, I, I There's no way that I cannot pick the, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles to not win that division. Uh, I, as much as people want to look at Dallas and say, Dak, it's 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 time for him to, to fly and shine and all that kind of crap, and having Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb and, and company, but they got rid of kind of the dead weight in Zeke Elliott. Uh, they're giving it all to Tony Pollard now. Can he handle the load? They got to go to Rico. Rico Dowdy, I think, is the backup now. Still have Jake Ferguson uh, over there at tight end. It's just whether or not Dak can do it. Dak's a good regular season quarterback. So uh, I think Dallas runs a close second, but I'm picking Philadelphia to win that division. So I don't disagree with you. It's unbelievable that they got Jalen Carter. The the Eagles that were a snap away, a play away from winning the Super Bowl, got possibly the best player in this year's draft. He fell because of some off-the-field activities. He was involved in racing, and we all remember that from the draft. But the Eagles got that guy. Like, they... They had a great offseason. I wonder, Bill, what the impact of losing Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, will be. Love their roster. I love their quarterback. I just that's a lot. That's like losing, you right. know, if you were a CEO, losing your your right hand and your left hand guy, that's that's a massive loss. Yeah, I no, I don't disagree with that, but I as much as I talk about philosophically speaking, so it would be the equivalent of well. You know, if you take the Shanahan offense all of a sudden and change it into something else out of San Francisco or the same thing as a play caller in Green Bay or what have you, I I get that. But I still think the talent on the field is just so good. And I think Jalen Hurts really kind of grew up last year. And when all the pressure was on him to succeed, he did it again. So I, I I cannot go against Philadelphia and... And as much as I want to think that Dallas is, you know, going to rise up some way, they're just not. Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott. But I will say this, Dak Prescott will win you games. He'll win you 12 games, 13 games, and then falter in the postseason. So Dak will get you there. They'll probably be a wild card. But I'm still taking taking Philadelphia to win the division. 
I like the Cowboys. I I I would pick the Cowboys, and I'll definitely pick them just so we don't pick the same team. Keep here's, things interesting. Here's a question. Yeah. Here's a question. Say the Cowboys win 10 games or 12 games. 12 mm-hmm. games, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Say they win 12 games, and they they win one game in the postseason and then lose. Does Mike McCarthy keep his job? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. The thing yeah. is, like, I defended Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys yesterday because they've lost in the playoffs, but they've lost to teams that have then gone on to the Super Bowl. Like, they've lost to 49ers right. teams, and it's not like they're getting blown out like the Packers did right. in 2019. That's It's so difficult to try to predict what Jerry Jones will do. You know, Bill? That That's the thing. I, I don't right. know what Jerry Jones would do because he's Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Nope, I agree. Would you keep and, him? And, um... For a guy that kind of turned it around and put you into the postseason on the continuum, yeah. You know, if you, unless you've got somebody better that's out there, somebody more innovative offensively, because it's all about Dak Prescott. If you're going to keep Dak Prescott, you might as well keep Mike McCarthy. I would tend to. You agree. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, but it, but if you're going to move on, then you then you then you move on because you, you don't want to pay Dak Prescott all this money and then keep it upon the next coach to say, make something out of Dak. Dak is what he is. Yeah. I think we've seen Dak's ceiling. I don't think there's any higher he can go. Well, And la- now it's about putting the pieces around him. L- last year, you know, Dak missed, what was it, five or six games? And he threw a lot yeah. of picks. And the Cowboys still won 12 games. I, I think the Cowboys, yeah. what they've done from a coaching perspective, their defense, it's been really impressive. If Dak has just a little bit slightly above average, if he just you know, has a good year. Maybe, you know, we've seen middle-of-the-road quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan, like, every once in a while, they just have a great year. If Dak Prescott has a great year, gets some good luck, the Cowboys could win a lot of games. I'll pick them to win well, the East, but the Eagles are great, too. With Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore and Jonathan Han- Hankins and Demarcus Lawrence and all those get Van Der Esch, you know, Malik Hooker, they've got all those guys, defensively speaking, that's a good defense. You can afford to make a few mistakes. That's the reason Dak didn't kill him on the constant. But we, we talked about this before. At, at some point, Dak needs to rise up and say, this is the big moment. This is where I'm going to shine. Yep. And needs to lead that team. He's been a guy that's made mistakes and they've carried him. And then, then he's won a couple of games. But in the postseason, he needs to be the guy that says, I'm going to get you here. In this particular moment, when I need to shine the brightest, he hasn't. He's thrown a pick or taken a sack or fumbled away a football or thrown a really poor, incomplete pass. Th- this is where he needs to step up and say, I got this. And he just hasn't been able to do it and, and hasn't been able to do it consistently, obviously. 100%. I, I agree. Got a good running game. Got a good defense. I don't think the coach is the buffoon everyone wants to make him out to be. Now it's up to Dak to to rise right. above. I, I, I completely agree. I don't disagree that the Eagles could absolutely win this division. I'll pick the Cowboys just to keep things spicy. Let's do the NFC North. I think this might be closest, top to bottom, the closest division in football. I think the team that wins this division probably doesn't win more than 11 games, and I think the team that gets last place, I think there's a floor. It's the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings. None of those teams are losing, you know, fewer than, like, like what, five, six wins? It's not like there's going to be right. a terrible team or an elite team. Lions plus 145. Minnesota plus 260, Green Bay plus 350, Bears plus 430. All really close. The Lions are the favorite. Bill, I would be lying to you if I told you that I trusted the Lions. That <laughs> <laughs> is the worst. Uh, of all of them, I is the am, worst. <laughs> I, I am taking Minnesota. 
to win the division. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me, but I, they have got, to me, still the best offense. Uh, we heard from Paul Charging a little while ago. Then again, he's a Vikings fan. But, you know, you look at what Kirk Cousins has done, the numbers that he's put up. He just hasn't been able to win in the postseason. But we're talking about winning in the regular season. And with Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, who they have, uh, I, th- I still think they're decent up front. The addition last year of T.J. Hawkinson, they're going to indoctrinate him a little bit more. Now, my question mark is, is Alexander Madison better than Dalvin Cook? I don't think so. But they, they jettisoned Dalvin Cook. They jettisoned Adam Thielen. And they're trying to revamp this defense. I still think they're offensively the best team in football. I just do. Or not in football, but in the division. Uh, so I'm going to take Minnesota with the Lions being a close second. But, you know, it, I, and again, this is where I go to I don't trust the Lions yet because the Lions, it's, it's been since Moses was a baby that the Lions have actually won anything. So that's the reason I just can't trust them. So I'm going to go with Minnesota to win the division and the Lions to be the runner-up. I think there's the fewest questions about the Vikings. Right, like best wide receiver right. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson might be the best non-quarterback in in football. He's unbelievable. We know Him what Kirk Cousins Jamar is. Jamar Chase, one of the two. Yeah, Jamar Chase, right there. A- absolutely. So the Vikings have these great skill position players. If their defense is just not awful, like it was awful last year, it can't get worse. If it gets any better, I think there are the fewest questions about the Vikings. Bill, I think we could come back to this division in Week Five and say, "Oh my God, Jordan Love." looks amazing. Justin Fields looks like he's taking a big leap, or Jared Goff and the Lions, they look for real. But until I see that from the Packers, the Lions, or the Bears, I'm going to pick the Vikings too. I agree. I think they're the safest bet. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and start to talk about postseason football. Who's going to be representing our Super Bowl picks? We're going to hear from Eric Eager coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, of uh, summer sports. We're going to talk with him about everything that's about ready to happen as football gets underway tonight. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 9-30-2023. to have you back the bill michaels show continuing on i'm bill michaels you have got uh, grant bills in the uh, studio producing the program uh no update on travis kelsey who was working out a little bit earlier today uh still listed as questionable tonight with that hyperextended knee and tuesday's practice has some inflammation in it now as well obviously 
Uh, but no word as to whether or not he uh, will uh, be playing in tonight's contest. We'll have to wait and see there. In the meantime, Romeo Dobbs back at practice today. Christian Watson, not. David Bakhtiari, not. And uh, missing a couple. And like Mike Clemens said, David Bakhtiari had said earlier that it is all going to depend on the knee, whether or not he's able to go. The knee will dictate as to whether or not he can or cannot play. So uh, interesting stuff there. And uh, tonight you've got the Lions on the road taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. No Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs either. Chris Jones holding out for a new contract, said he's willing to sit out for the first eight games of the season, come back, play for the remainder of the money, and then uh, do it again going into the season next year. So uh, they've got uh, a lot of things going on right now in Kansas City. Meanwhile, Detroit, they're looking to make that uh, next step. They, they are picked by many as the favorite to win the NFC North. They uh, played extremely well down the stretch last year. They're a team that feel like they're poised to take the top, top spot in the uh, NFC North as well. So uh, the, the Chiefs looking to make a statement right out of the shoot. Whether or not Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are on the field or not, uh, the Lions, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're either going to take that next step forward or they're going to become the Lions, one of the two. And if uh, they go back to being and resort back to being the Lions, well, then uh, the old, uh, you know, they are who they th- we thought they were uh, comes to mind. Uh, but if they take that next step and they can find themselves uh, locked into a, a battle for the top spot in the NFC North and then possibly make it to the postseason for the first time in a long time, we'll see. But uh, meanwhile, down in Chicago, the Packers have their own battle going on. Will Jordan Love have his full complement of wide receivers and company, or is he going to be missing Christian Watson and carrying a banged-up Romeo Dobbs in some way, shape, or form? And then you've got Malik Heath, you've got Dontavian Wicks, you've got Samari Torrey as probably your most experienced wideout at that point if those guys can't go. And uh, then you've got Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft as your other weaponry. Uh, you're talking about a lot of inexperienced rookies, and your most experienced cats are going to be the ones that are going to be in the backfield with the fire lit under them. Uh, after word leaked out that uh, Gutekinds was possibly seeking Jonathan Taylor's services for, uh, for you know, A.J. Dillon in the third-round draft choice. So, all of that circulating around the Packers right now as well. In the meantime, as uh, we've been doing throughout the day, uh, when time has allowed, we may, we've been making our picks. And just to kind of recap, we got Buffalo winning the East. We've got uh, the Baltimore Ravens or Cincinnati Bengals, depending on who you listen to, winning the AFC North. Jacksonville, the AFC South. We got Kansas City in the West. We got uh, San Francisco winning the NFC West with a close second coming from Seattle. The NFC South seems to be unanimous that New Orleans goes in that direction. That leaves us with the East and the North. Grand Bills. So let's start. Uh, let's start into the uh, into the NFC East at this point. Yeah, let's save the Packers division for last, so then we can really take our time and break down every single angle. The NFC East: Ben Kenny's Eagles minus one fifteen to win the East. Cowboys plus one seventy five. Then there's a gap. Giants plus 700 and Commanders plus 1300. We talked about this yesterday, Bill, but the Eagles look to be the first team since 2004 to win back-to-back NFC East titles. Now, 2004, we saw the presidential election of George Bush and John Kerry. So, Bill, I ask you, will the Eagles, like George Bush, be able to notch back-to-back victories, or do you see a Barack (laughs) Obama 2008-style change in this division in 2023? I think Philadelphia got even better in the offseason. First of all, I think Jalen Hurts uh, quieted all the critics last year with the season that he had. So let's start with that. Because Jalen Hurts last year played 
awesome football. Uh, A.J. Brown, uh, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, uh, he's got weapons to throw to. Uh, you know, Dallas uh, Goddard uh, at the tight end position, extremely solid. DeAndre Swift running the football. And that little second and short, third and short, fourth and short thing that they did by going for it all season long and converting and having success and keeping the chains moving, uh, they're going to do it again. And they did not outlaw it, which we all thought they would. We thought that they would outlaw uh, having, uh, you know, your running backs and such, push your quarterback forward, and they didn't. So that was a little bit surprising. But nevertheless, you still have Brandon Graham. You still have Fletcher Cox. You still have Jordan Davis. Uh, they picked up Jalen Carter, uh, another just another guy. Oh, by the way, to add to that defensive front, they got Nolan Smith at the linebacking position. They got uh, Keeley Ringo they picked up in the fourth round, who I really like at corner. Uh, they still have Terrell Edmonds and Darius Slay back there. Blankenship is back there. Uh, Bradbury's back there. I, I just think they got even better. Uh, I, I There's no way that I cannot pick the, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles to not win that division. Uh, I, as much as people want to look at Dallas and say, Dak, it's, it's, it's time for him to, to fly and shine and all that kind of crap, and having Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb and, and company, but they got rid of kind of the dead weight in Zeke Elliott. Uh, they're giving it all to Tony Pollard now. Can he handle the load? Or do they got to go to Rico. Rico Dowdy, I think, is the backup now. Still have Jake Ferguson uh, over there at tight end. It's just whether or not Dak can do it. Dak's a good regular season quarterback. So uh, I think Dallas runs a close second, but I'm picking Philadelphia to win that division. So I don't disagree with you. It's unbelievable that they got Jalen Carter. The, the Eagles that were a snap away, a play away from winning the Super Bowl, got possibly the best player in this year's draft. He fell because yeah. of some off-the-field activities. Right. He was involved in racing, and we all remember that from the draft. But the Eagles got that guy. Like, they... They had a great offseason. I wonder, Bill, what the impact of losing Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, will be. Love their roster. I love their quarterback. I just that's a lot. That's like losing, you right. know, if you were a CEO, losing your your right hand and your left hand guy, that's that's a massive loss. Yeah, I no, I don't disagree with that, but I as much as I talk about philosophically speaking, so it would be the equivalent of, well. You know, if you take the Shanahan offense all of a sudden and change it into something else out of San Francisco or the same thing as a play caller in Green Bay or what have you, I, I get that. But I still think the talent on the field is just so good. And I think Jalen Hurts really kind of grew up last year. And when all the pressure was on him to succeed, he did it again. So I I cannot, I cannot go against Philadelphia and – and as much as I want to think that Dallas is, you know, going to rise up some way, they're just not. Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott. But I will say this. Dak Prescott will win you games. He'll win you 12 games, 13 games, and then falter in the postseason. So Dak will get you there. They'll probably be a wild card. But I'm still taking, I'm still taking Philadelphia to win the division. I like the Cowboys. I, I I would pick the Cowboys, and I'll definitely pick them just so we don't pick the same team. Keep here's, things interesting. Here's the question. Yeah. Here's the question. Say the Cowboys win 10 games or 12 games. Mm-hmm. 12 games, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Say they win 12 games, and they they win one game in the postseason and then lose. Does Mike McCarthy keep his job? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. 
The thing you is, that, like, I defended Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys yesterday because they've lost in the playoffs, but they've lost to teams that have then gone on to the Super Bowl. Like, they've lost to 49ers right. teams, and it's not like they're getting blown out like the Packers did right. in 2019. That's It's so difficult to try to predict what Jerry Jones will do. You know, Bill? That That's the thing. I, I don't right. know what Jerry Jones would do because he's Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Nope, I agree. Would you keep and, him? And, um... For a guy that kind of turned it around and put you into the postseason on the continuum, yeah. You know, if you, unless you've got somebody better that's out there, somebody more innovative offensively, because it's all about Dak Prescott. If you're going to keep Dak Prescott, you might as well keep Mike McCarthy. I would tend to. You agree. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, but it, but if you're going to move on, then you then you then you move on because you you don't want to pay Dak Prescott all this money and then. Heap it upon the next coach to say, make something out of Dak. Dak is what he is. Yeah. I think we've seen Dak's ceiling. I don't think there's any higher he can go. Well, and la- now it's about putting the pieces around him. L- last year, you know, Dak missed, what was it, five or six games? And he threw a lot yeah. of picks. And the Cowboys still won 12 games. I, I think the Cowboys, yeah. what they've done from a coaching perspective, their defense, it's been really impressive. If Dak has just a little bit slightly above average, if he just you know, has a good year. Maybe, you know, we've seen middle-of-the-road quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan, like every once in a while, they just have a great year. If Dak Prescott has a great year, gets some good luck, the Cowboys could win a lot of games. I'll pick them to win the East, but the Eagles are great. With Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore and Jonathan Hankins and Demarcus Lawrence and all those get Vander Esch, you know, Malik Hooker, they've got all those guys, defensively speaking, that's a good defense. You can afford to make a few mistakes. That's the reason Dak didn't kill him on the constant. But we, we talked about this before. At, at some point, Dak needs to rise up and say, this is the big moment. This is where I'm going to shine. Yep. And needs to lead that team. He's been a guy that's made mistakes and they've carried him. And then he's won a couple of games. But in the postseason, he needs to be the guy that says, I'm going to get you here. In this particular moment, when I need to shine the brightest, he hasn't. He's thrown a pick or taken a sack or fumbled away a football or thrown a really poor, incomplete pass. Th- this is where he needs to step up and say, I got this. And he just hasn't been able to do it and, and hasn't been able to do it consistently. Obviously. 100%. I, I agree. Got a good running game. Got a good defense. I don't think the coach is the buffoon everyone wants to make him out to be. Now it's up to Dak to to rise right. above. I, I, I completely agree. I don't disagree that the Eagles could absolutely win this division. I'll pick the Cowboys just to keep things spicy. Let's do the NFC North. I think this might be closest, top to bottom, the closest division in football. I think the team that wins this division probably doesn't win more than 11 games, and I think the team that gets last place, I think there's a floor. It's the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings. None of those teams are losing, you know, fewer than, like, like what, five, six wins? It's not like there's going to be right. a terrible team or an elite team. Lions plus 145. Minnesota plus 260, Green Bay plus 350, Bears plus 430. All really close. The Lions are the favorite. Bill, I would be lying to you if I told you that I trusted the Lions. That <laughs> <laughs> one was the worst. Uh, of all of them, those I are the am, worst. <laughs> I, I am taking Minnesota to win the division. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me, but I they have got, to me, still the best offense uh, we heard from Paul Charging a little while ago. Then again, he's a Vikings fan. But, you know, you look at what Kirk Cousins has done, the numbers that he's put up. He just hasn't been able to win in the postseason. But we're talking about winning in the regular season. And with Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, who they have, 
Uh, I, I still think they're decent up front. The addition last year of TJ Hawkinson, they're going to indoctrinate him a little bit more. Now, my question mark is, is Alexander Madison better than Dalvin Cook? I don't think so, but they, they jettisoned Dalvin Cook. They jettisoned Adam Thielen, and they're trying to revamp this defense. I still think they're offensively the best team in football. I just do. Or not in football, but in the division. Uh, so I'm going to take Minnesota with the Lions being a close second. But, you know, I, I, and again, this is where I go to I don't trust the Lions yet because the Lions, It's it's been since Moses was a baby that the Lions have actually won anything. So that's the reason I just can't trust them. So I'm going to go with Minnesota to win the division and the Lions to be the runner-up. I think there's the fewest questions about the Vikings, right? Like, best wide receiver, right. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson might be the best non-quarterback in, in football. He's unbelievable. We know Him what Kirk Cousins Jamar is. Jamar Chase, one of the two. Yeah, Jamar Chase right there. A- absolutely. So the Vikings have these great skill position players. If their defense is just not awful, like it was awful last year. It can't get worse. If it gets any better... I think there are the fewest questions about the Vikings. Bill, I think we could come back to this division in week five and say, oh, my God, Jordan Love looks amazing. Justin Fields looks like he's taking a big leap. Or Jared Goff and the Lions, they look for real. But until I see that from the Packers, the Lions, or the Bears, I'm going to pick the Vikings, too. I agree. I think they're the safest bet. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and start to talk about postseason football. Who's going to be representing our Super Bowl picks? We're going to hear from Eric Eager coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, of uh, summer sports. We're going to talk with him about everything that's about ready to happen as football gets underway tonight. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30-2023. Their championship was last season. They're trying to kick it off right without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, most likely. Meanwhile, the Lions come in and make a statement, so we'll see what happens there. But if you're looking for something to do and you're heading out in the Pewaukee area tonight, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Great place, good food, and the TV's everywhere. Everywhere. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. So this is kind of the way 
We have it. Um, for those that were just uh, kind of tuning in, we both uh, believe that Buffalo is going to be the team to beat in the AFC East. The AFC North is going to be Baltimore or Cincinnati. You've got Jacksonville in the South, Kansas City in the AFC West. In the NFC West, San Francisco most likely wins that division. We've got to New Orleans with a possibility of Atlanta winning the division. Uh, you got the Detroit Lions uh, or Minnesota Vikings. We both take Minnesota until they get knocked off. And then Philadelphia in the NFC East. Uh, so, Grant, if I'm going to have to pick a wild card or two uh, in each uh, conference, I, I'm probably going to say Cincinnati is going to be my wild card. And, uh, and then I'd probably have to go with Miami being a wild card, possibly the Jets being a wild card getting three teams of the AFC East, two teams in the AFC North, one out of the South, one out of the West. The NFC, I would probably say Dallas is going to be a wild card. Uh, Detroit, if Minnesota wins, it would be a wild card. And then I would probably go with uh, Seattle being a wild card with San Francisco winning it. So that would put uh, Dallas and Philadelphia in, Detroit and Minnesota in, New Orleans in, San Francisco and Seattle in. So, uh, see anything different? No, I, I think process of elimination is helpful. So, there's only one team getting in in the AFC South, I believe. I think it'll be the Jags and that's it. So, you don't have to worry about the Titans, Colts, Texans, in my opinion. The East is really good, Bill. The East is really, like, it, it's reasonable to think that the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins could all make the playoffs. That's oh, not insane, yeah. right? We could see right. that. That means there's only room for so many other teams, Bengals, Ravens, if they're both good. I look at the AFC West, I think it's more likely than most folks admit that the Chargers could miss the playoffs and the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, everyone thinks Sean Payton's there. They'll just get right back on track. The Broncos have an uphill climb to make the playoffs. There's so few spots right. in the AFC. So I I don't know if, if I have wildcard predictions. My red flag after hearing your wildcard picks and, and the way you see the AFC don't discount the Chargers to just straight up miss the playoffs, even though we all really like Justin Herbert, because the AFC is a war, really, other than yeah. in the AFC South. Right. Mm. So that being said, uh, as things begin to whittle themselves down, the best team in the AFC is? Team that makes the Super Bowl or the best team? Well, the, the team that you would assume would make the Super Bowl. Make the Super Bowl? Uh, this is going to be really boring. I just think it's dumb to pick against the Chiefs. Like, I wasn't around in the 90s to watch Jordan's Bulls, but picking against Patrick Mahomes in this iteration of the Chiefs with Andy Reid feels what I would assume felt like to pick against Michael Jordan in the Bulls in the 90s. I it just They've hosted the AFC Championship game every year he's been a starter. That makes his path easier. I, I just think it's Mahomes and the Chiefs until it's not. So I'll pick the Chiefs. I know it's lame, but... I uh, This is going to surprise people, and it's not going to come out of the East, not going to come out of the West. I think Baltimore. Really? Baltimore or Cincinnati, one of those two teams. I think if I have to you know, put a gun in my head right now, I think Baltimore is primed. Uh, you know, a lot of the offseason was about getting Lamar Jackson paid. He's back. He's happy. He says the knee's good. He's energized. Remember, I thought Baltimore would have beaten Cincinnati – had he been there, they barely beat him without him. Uh, you know, Cincinnati barely beat Baltimore at Paycor Stadium in the postseason without Lamar Jackson. Had he been there, I think they ended up winning that game. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore to be the representative in the AFC. I just think that 
I think now they've got the pieces in place. I think the additional, the addition of uh, Odell Beckham Jr., J.K. Dobbins is healthy. Lamar Jackson is back, paid, happy, and healthy. Their defense is solid. I, I, I like what they've got over top to bottom. I think they've done more to protect him, uh, protect Lamar Jackson, and to keep him in the pocket so he's not outrunning nearly as much, but he still has that capability to do so. I just think they're the better all-around team, and I don't think Cincinnati's done enough to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's already coming into the season uh, nursing the, the, the calf injury, although it's been five, six weeks but uh, since all of this happened. But I, I'm going to say Baltimore is the representative from the AFC, which takes us to the NFC. NFC, we have Philadelphia. We have Minnesota, we have New Orleans, we have San Francisco, uh, I've got Seattle, uh, I've got Detroit, and I've got Dallas all making it as wild cards. So give me your thoughts on who's going to be the representative from the NFC. This feels so dumb. Like, you know when you select a player in fantasy football and as you select them, you're like, I'm going to regret this instantly. Week one, I'm going to instantly regret doing this, (laughs) but I'm going to do it anyway. Bill, you know what? Cowboys. Cowboys. Mike McCarthy. Oh, my God. Really? I know. I know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I just think, <laughs> I think, I think Dak, I trust Dak more than Brock Purdy, and I trust him not not as much as Jalen Hurts, but I don't think the gap is massive. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the quarterback that we saw in the Super Bowl. I thought that was a great game. I don't expect him to play like that every week. Dallas's defense is really good. And and they play a style of football that can win in the playoffs. I know they haven't won in, in the divisional round and, and in the conference championship mm-hmm. round, but Dallas has a good enough defense and a good enough supporting cast around their quarterback where Dak doesn't have to be perfect every week in the playoffs. So you know what? Give me the Cowboys. Cowboys-Chiefs is my Super Bowl. Uh, how about that for American? Right down wow. hard, hard of middle America. Give me that. Wow. Um, it is hard for me. To go against Philadelphia because I think they upgraded. They got even better this offseason and they're feeling confident, but it's also so hard to come back and do it again the next year. Remember, the team that loses in the Super Bowl usually doesn't even make it to the postseason. Cincinnati was able to do that after coming off that Super Bowl from a couple of years ago was to get back into the super, get back into the postseason. So they were able to do something that a lot of teams couldn't, so maybe they broke that spell. But I just still think that had Brock Purdy not gone down, San Francisco probably ends up there. Uh, even though I believe that uh, Philadelphia might be the better team, I think it's going to be San Francisco. It would not surprise me if as a wild card, the Detroit Lions end up there. They go from being sheltered in complete anonymity to all of a sudden finding themselves back in uh, a Super Bowl position in which they lose – but they get there, and they finally, you know, give their their fans something to to, to actually cheer about. But I'm going to say, if I have to, I'm going to pick Baltimore and San Francisco to be the representatives in both the AFC and the NFC when it comes to uh, when it comes to the postseason. So that's the way we kind of see it going through all of our picks, all the teams. And, and now remember, there's teams here that you know there's always a couple of teams that falter, that are bad. Teams come out of nowhere. They start to put it all together. They begin to rise. Uh, teams that weren't in the playoffs last year begin to go into the playoffs this year. So one of the teams that uh, is is in the you know was out of it last year is going to be in it this year. I think is going to be Detroit, and uh, you're going to see maybe Seattle right on the cusp. Maybe New Orleans doesn't get there. Maybe it's Atlanta. 
you know, if you're going to pick a dark horse or two that could possibly make it to the postseason, I would say Atlanta could possibly make it, Tennessee could possibly make it, the Chargers could possibly make it. There's there's more than a couple of teams. Maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh becomes one of those teams that can possibly make it, you know? It depends the on Giants their again. depends on their quarterback, I suppose. I I would like Pittsburgh yeah. for a lot of the same reasons I like the Cowboys. They have talented wide receivers and a really good defense, so the quarterback doesn't have to be perfect every week, but you know, if Kenny Pickett absolutely stinks, then it doesn't matter how good the defense or the, yeah. the weapons are. So uh, let's do this. That's our picks, and ultimately winning it all is whom? Who do you have? Uh, Chiefs over Cowboys. Chiefs over Cowboys. Back to back. Um, I'm going to have Baltimore over San Francisco. Poor Niners. I would love to see the Niners lose in the Super Bowl. I love watching that team lose in big games late in the season. <laughs> it's just so much fun. I, I don't know what it is. I, I love that they're that Kyle Shanahan has everything except a quarterback. He's got the perfect roster, the perfect offense, but he can't get his quarterback. And I love that they just make NFC championship game after NFC championship game, and they've been in the Super Bowl, and they just can't close the deal. It brings me joy. Yeah. I've got Baltimore over San Francisco. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Eric Eager of Summer Sports is going to be joining us uh, when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live here in Wausau. And my buddy Dwayne's cover it all uh, because he's been doing uh, a lot of great stuff for us uh, up here, and we certainly appreciate it. And then going to be heading back tonight, back in studio tomorrow. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Quick Trip brings you quick, hot savings. We're making a splash this month with our Nature's Touch Milk. Just $2.99 a gallon. All our one gallon, 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready to hit your fridge. Oh, how can you beat fresh straight from our dairy milk that's ready for movie night milkshakes or to make those morning waffles extra fluffy? Hey, we got you covered with quick hot savings only at Quick Trip. Good to have you, the Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Enjoying the day. We're up here in the uh, not quite North Woods up in Wausau today, but just enjoying it. Uh, heading back to studio tomorrow. Be back up in this direction next week uh, for the Tomahawk Fall Ride. And uh, we've got actually Jackals coming to play here uh, next week, next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, as a matter of fact. So we're, we're going to be here for that and then heading back as we do the postgame show for the Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, our buddy Eric Eager uh, from Summer Sports uh, joining us. Eric, how you been, man? Uh, I'm doing well, Bill. How about you? Doing great. Uh, excited. Uh, woke up today with the anticipation of the NFL season. Not that I'm looking forward to fall or winter because I don't want to shovel anything, but I am excited about football being back. Uh, so let's start off first and foremost with the game coming up tonight because, uh, to me, uh, there's two There's two big storylines. One is obviously no Chris Jones, no uh, Travis Kelsey, or at least Travis Kelsey's questionable for tonight, and whether or not uh, you know Patrick Mahomes alone can overcome all of that. The other side of this is the Detroit Lions, so impressive, 7 out of 8 last year at the end of the season, knocking off the Green Bay Packers, building momentum going into this season, and everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but many people are picking them to win the division. And I keep saying to myself, 
I think they're probably overall, talented-wise, a deeper team or more consistent team. But I keep thinking to myself, they're the Lions. Will the real Detroit Lions please stand up? And are they the Lions that are ready? They walked last year. Can they run this year? Or is this the Lions team that's going to walk last year and then they take a step backwards just because they're the Lions? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, I remember, you know, thinking back to, like, the Raheem Morris Bucks, you know, when they went 10-6 and six, and then the next year kind of regressed. Or the, the, the Scott Pioli Chiefs with uh, Todd Haley, you know, making the playoffs. And then, you know, everybody's fired a couple of years later. Like, when I'm looking at Detroit, like, they tore it down um, as, as Chicago did. They've taken different approaches than Green Bay and Minnesota in that division. And, you know, they built it back up, you know, relatively quickly. But regression is always a tough thing to overcome in the NFL. And when, when I'm thinking about this team, like the one thing I don't want, I think that they're on the right track. But the one thing that I don't want uh, is for, you know, like them to win seven or eight games this year and for everybody to be surprised. I mean, I think there is a really, there is a really interesting, um, you know, regression always for these pop-up teams. And what I don't want is for them to, you know, like you know, Green Bay has a pretty good chance to win the division. What I don't want is for them to regress based upon natural causes and for everybody to get fired as a result. So coming up tonight, you've got Detroit and Jared Goff, who played extremely well last year. Patrick Mahomes, who we all know is just a magician and a Hall of Famer in the making. So with Jared Goff and the numbers he put up last year, if he does it again, do we start to look at Jared Goff as a different level of quarterback? No, I, th- I think you look at Ben Johnson, right? He he returns from he returns from being a um, you know offensive coordinator who was fantastic last year, uh, and and really when you look at Goff's splits in Detroit, like he didn't really turn it on uh, as as a quarterback there until uh, Ben Johnson took over the play calling you know from uh, Anthony Lynn the previous year, so. I think it's a lot of Ben Johnson. I still think Goff is somebody who's limited to, you know, being a very good player when, you know, the chips are down, you know, and you have a great coach with him. I think if you if you take away the offensive mind that is Johnson, I think it's a little bit worrying. But uh, I think with respect to tonight, there's probably going to be no pass rush on the part of the Chiefs. Uh, you know, he's very good when clean. He has one of the best, you know, sort of clean pocket profiles of any quarterback in, in football. I think he's going to have quite a good night tonight just because, uh, you know, the middle of the field is going to be open and, and you know, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to be able to pressure him without Chris Jones. Uh, I want to talk about the division in which the Packers play, and that is with the Lions obviously getting a lot of nod. I still think the best offense in the division probably goes to the Minnesota Vikings with Justin Jefferson uh, and what they've been able to do with Kirk Cousins over the last couple of years. Although Kirk Cousins doesn't win in the postseason, he certainly can win in the regular season. They lose Dalvin Cook, uh, but they picked up Hawkinson last year. They didn't utilize him, I thought, enough, but it seems like they're going to use him more this season. Uh, I do like what uh, Justin Fields brings to the table, but can he stay in the pocket and can he pass? And then there's the unknown of being able to win, and that is uh, that that is Jordan Love. So give me the breakdown of quarterbacks in the uh, in the division. Yeah, I think I think you're you're on there. Except for I would say you know the Vikings maybe have the highest ceiling on offense. I think if if Cousins and Addison and Hawkinson all can complement Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, the offensive line was a lot improved last year. I also think that Kevin O'Connell did a really good job of playing to the strengths of the players, whereas his predecessor oftentimes would, you know, that was not necessarily something they would do on the offensive side of the ball rather than the defensive side of the ball. So 
Uh, I, I think that they have the highest ceiling. I think Detroit has the highest average outcome on offense in the division. But, um, you know, I, I think the Vikings will be contending with it. I do think, though, the Packers' offense is going to be better than what people expect. Uh, I think Jordan Love, if he colors between the lines, uh, will be the, the production will be a lot better than Aaron Rodgers trying to be an artist last year. Uh, so that that's like, you know, Packers, I think the market's underrating their offense quite a bit, especially if you look at the week one total where it's kind of in the low 40s against Chicago. And, and then when I, I look at the Bears, like their offense is going to have to score because their defense, only 20 sacks last year. They really didn't add, uh, you know, a hugely impactful piece. I know you think Dockway there is going to be a little bit underwhelming. So, I think all four offenses have a chance to be really have a chance to be pretty good, um, but I, I think the highest ceiling goes to Minnesota, and I think the highest average goes to uh, the Detroit Lions, just given their offensive line and, and all the things that they have that can make Jared Goff better than uh, better than advertised. Talking with Eric Eimer, Eager from Sumer Sports, uh, more pressure on them to win this opener: Chicago or Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I think it's I think it's Chicago. I mean, I don't know how much you're out there on the Twitter streets, Bill, but like the, the Bears fans have talked. It feels like 2019, and the difference between 2019 and 2023 is in 2018 the Bears won 12 games, <laughs> and so there was reason for optimism in my end. There's a lot of optimism on the front of the Bears, and as much as I I think you know Ryan Poles has done a terrific job, um, it's a lot harder. I, I think the buildup is a lot trickier than the teardown, and so. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen. But I think the Bears have far more pressure. They're at home. Uh, Field has already kind of established who he's been, and he has to make dramatic changes to be a, a, an above-average quarterback in the league, whereas Jordan Love, the, the canvas, I think, is, is rather blank. And, you know, he just gets to sort of, you know, start anew here, which I think is going to be liberating for him. Uh, I want to get into the rest of the NFL because uh, I, I know we have a little bit of limited time, but – uh, when you get into the, the the upcoming games, I mean, I know that there's a big one between Cleveland and Cincinnati because of the quarterback play. Joe Burrow coming back, obviously got Baltimore and Houston, but Lamar Jackson now has the weapons picking up OBJ over. And I think one of those two teams, either the Baltimore Ravens or the Cincinnati Bengals, are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. I just don't know which one. Uh, and as much as I like Josh Allen, and I still think that they can win that division, it's going to be a battle over there in, in the uh, in the AFC East. And I'm, I'm looking at the AFC East, and I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are the best team, but certainly the Jets have done many things. they become the darlings to upgrade. But you can't count out Tua if he has a complete season where he doesn't get hurt. The numbers he put up last year were amazing. So there's so many different dynamics and storylines. What's intriguing to you going into this season? I think you brought up Buffalo and the Jets. I think that's a really cool one, right? You, you look back to 2020, the Saints were kind of that team that was winning 12, 13 games every year but not getting over the hump. The Bucks kind of were that team, kind of like the Jets, middling around at seven or eight wins. Um, but they get, you know, they got Brady, you know, who was kind of coming off of a down year. And they were, uh, you know, and, and, you know, they, they built around him. Um, but, you know, the, the Saints were still the class of that division. They won the first four of the first five matchups between those two teams after Brady got there. But, you know, Brady won the important game. And so we all know, you, you know, your, your uh, audience knows this. Rogers' Super Bowl run came from a – came from a low seed, uh, and I think that that, you know, is going to possibly be their path. I think the Bills win this division. I think they win it comfortably. Uh, I, they have a lot of characteristics of, like, the 06 Colts where everybody's, like, giving up on them, even though, you know, they really haven't done anything other than lose playoff games, which is pretty noisy as fans know. So I, I think it's the, the Bills and the Jets, I, I think the Bills, you know, they're my pick for the Super Bowl. 
Um, but I can totally see Aaron Rodgers from the five or six seed coming through and kind of stealing everybody's thunder in the AFC. And I think that that's what the, the challenge he wanted. Uh, go over to the NFC. Uh, obviously, Dallas Cow- the Dallas Cowboys get a ton of press. Dak Prescott, bad season last year, says he's not going to throw the interceptions. And uh, now does he, does he play too cautious? Philadelphia, the defending NFC champions. Uh, you got San Francisco. Bosa's back. We all know that, but still, the question mark becomes Brock Purdy. Geno Smith certainly solid for Seattle. Where do you see the NFC going? Uh, well, I think the team we're watching tonight, you know, is going to have a clearer path to you know, a bye, for example, then the, the Eagles who have to contend with the Cowboys and the 49ers who, in my opinion, have to contend with Seattle. Um, I think the top three teams in the NFC are the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the San Francisco 49ers. But I think given, you know, schedule and, uh, you know, you know, play calling and, and support for their quarterback, I think Seattle and Detroit are two teams that could very much uh, challenge for a top seed, even though right now I wouldn't put them in that top class. I mean, the Cowboys, you know, without Kellen Moore is a good question. They bring in Brandon Cook. I think most Cowboys fans believe that will offset that loss. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, the NFC is not particularly deep, but those top three teams and the two teams after them, Seattle and, and Detroit, I think are all going to be contenders this year. Eric, always great stuff. Look forward to talking to you all throughout the season, man. Appreciate it so much. And if they want to find you, where do they find you now? Yeah, SumerSports.com. We actually have some updates to our website here. And then the Sumer Sports Show with myself and uh, Falcons GM, former Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov is uh, on YouTube and, and Spotify and all those great things. Sumer Sports, S-U-M-E-R, right? That's right, yep. S-U-M-E-R, there you go. Good stuff. Eric, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care. There you go. Eric Eager joining us for a couple of minutes. Good to have him on. We're going to wrap things up next. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And uh, they did a bang-up job at the motorcycle ride, dealing all the cards. I know it was a little bit of a line, but, man, they did it very thoroughly and went through it. And we had a lot of, uh, lot of flushes in uh in the uh in, during the poker run on uh, on sunday but uh, we had a couple of good hands uh, my buddy billy schultz actually ended up winning uh billy has not won one in all the years we've been doing this and billy finally won after 16 years of riding with us he won uh, the grand prize which was just awesome but thanks to our friends at potawatomi hotel casino if you're looking whether it's the sports book good food the 360 bar slots bingo Whatever it may be, or maybe just an overnight stay in downtown Milwaukee, it's a great place to go. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. We're going to wrap it all up next on The Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. 
$6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers, and 930-2023.